Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Welcome to the Challenge Battle for New Champion Wrap-Up Podcast for Episode 6. I am Brian Cohn. No Ally Lasher this week. This is obviously Thanksgiving week. A little bit more challenging to find a little bit more scheduling and a little bit more times that are available. So we're going to do uh, you know a little live feed update solo, Taryn Armstrong style, just myself. And a little peek behind the curtain. I actually did this yesterday or whatever the day before that you're hearing this. And because I'm a big doofus and I was on Thanksgiving brain, I didn't really add myself to the stream. So I talked to myself for 35 minutes. But the one plus of having a very, very bad memory is I don't really remember anything that I said. So it's not going to feel like I'm just trying to repeat the same jokes to myself uh, for a second time because I don't really remember what I said. I I guess I kind of blocked out for those 35 minutes that I was talking about this episode. So we're going to do this all over again. I'm 100% confident now that recording is being made. So this will make air, barring myself saying anything that I don't want out there. But we're going to do this. So this is Thanksgiving. I want to give everyone a treat. And this is going to be my treat of talking to myself for 30, 35, maybe less, maybe more minutes about a very interesting episode six of the challenge. We had a second week. Here we are into chaos. Obviously, last week we began it with Jordan making uh, his return uh, to be the champion to take out Kieran. And Alan and I talked about last week the little bit of a controversy, right, with that elimination. There was some debate um, about how much, I don't know, production was helping Jordan. Was there something with his shoes? Was he, you know, throwing a temper tantrum just to get his way for something? So Jordan um, did a Instagram live or a Twitter video. Or I saw it on Twitter. It probably was an Instagram video about his side of the festivities, I guess you could say, from that elimination. He didn't really uh, push back on a lot of the claims. I mean, some of them were, you know, he agreed with it was like best of five rounds. 
Um, there was an issue with his shoes, but he was claiming that he like took off his shoes. So in some of the like the latter, the last three rounds, I think it was, he didn't even uh, do them with shoes because they were just too slippery. He was his feet were falling out, things like that. So he did it without the shoes. Um, but and then the other thing he said, like that the moment when he was like, "Oh, let him get his two points. I'm just going to stand here." Supposedly that was when they did do a reset. But Jordan wanted just because it, during that first round, they he Kieran got the two points, and Jordan's like, "No, he got those two points fair and square. Let's give him those two points to start this round real quick, and then I'm going to jump back in." That's what his kind of take was. It seems like I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard for me to get too much on. Like, was this like a production rig thing? I don't know. It was a little bit of a he said, he said. I'm going to give Jordan the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's not like it was that crazy for Jordan to win this elimination anyway. Um, I think we can kind of put this to bed. I don't think there's too much funny business going on behind the scenes, but you know, the tinfoil hat brigade is always going to be out there. So, you know, we'll see. But for now, Jordan gets the win, gets the 10K. Kieran goes home. We'll see if we'll uh, you know see him again. But so now, though, obviously, the the rampant speculation in the house is oh, who's going to make the next appearance? A uh, pretty funny moment uh, right at the top. Nari saying that if Bananas is the one to show uh, for an elimination, no matter what, James should have to go down there just so him and uh, Bananas could battle for uh, Mariah's heart, which would be uh, you know very funny. I don't think we're going to see Bananas. I don't think so. Um, Maybe he was supposed to come out and then the hero was going on with James and then, you know, pulled an audible. I don't know, but I don't think Bananas is supposed to be one of the uh, the people that come out. I mean, the, I think the only two that have been in the trailer uh, were obviously CT. He's all over it. And I think Kara as well. So I think Dorel maybe is another one. I'm going to guess it's four and four. I don't know exactly how long the chaos reign is supposed to last. I would guess it's got to be at least six weeks, at least three and three. And maybe eight weeks for four men, four women. But you know, we'll see uh, who else is who else is making appearances uh, down the road. So you know, a big episode for the Horacio and Restands. Um, their relationship is uh, starting to unfold. We get to see you know them talk about how much they're starting to really care for each other. Their bond for each other is really starting to grow. It's very interesting dynamics between them. I think Jay kind of touched upon this um, last week, right? Talking about how. Uh, he didn't really see Hor- Horacio and Norris together because Norris is much more like the party girl type and Horacio is a little bit more low key. And it kind of gave me a little bit of a flashback. We saw this in obviously BB 25, the great love story of AmeriCorey who got reunited again over the weekend. Now it's not that like Corey and Horacio are not exactly the same person, obviously, but the dynamic between them and like America and Norris is a little similar. I think you kind of squint your eyes and see the personality types kind of match up. Like Norris and America are more of the kind of outgoing, like party people, kind of like get people more, uh, you know, out there and doing things. And I didn't really know this really about Horacio, but it seems like he doesn't drink. Um, seems like he is very low key, uh, keeps to himself. And, you know, obviously that, that doesn't really 100% match up to Corey, but it is kind of like a similar, you know, type of personality that these two are, you know, these two couples kind of have with each other. So, I mean, I'm a, as big of a Maricori stand as there is. So I think it's, I'm obligated to stand Horacio and Norris. And look, if they get married, have a kid, that kid is probably the most beautiful athletic person to ever walk the face of the earth. So we, we as the human species should be rooting for Horacio and Norris to, you know, continue their love story. I think that, you know, we need more of their, you know, get their bloodline going to help out the world. Um, so hopefully, you know, rooting for the two kids, this could be the beginning of a uh, very lovely story 
uh, if it continues along the same way. So good for good for Horacio and Nerys. Another good uh, love story: the Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four of Jay, Michelle, Nerys, and Asaf. Uh, apparently, this was this is the core four of this. You know, we see a lot of like the Jay Hurricane who's circling his alliance. Uh, obviously, we got the same perspective a little bit from Michelle and Nerys. Like these, I guess, are the people at the center of it. And these four get together and meet and, you know, put their four fingers in, talk about how much they're, you know, you care for each other, always going to root for, uh, vote with each other. And uh, a little bit more of a soft strategy, right, of, you know, he think the, the international people think he's with them, but he's really with the U.S. people. So he's able to play under the radar, which, you know, again, we talked about this last week, but it's good to be under the radar, but it's not like a soft is under the radar, right? He was called out very early on in this season to go into elimination. Now he didn't have to go into the elimination obviously because of the draw, but I mean, it's good to be under the radar, but under the radar implies you're floating on by not going into elimination. So I don't know. I mean, next guy's around. Let's see if Asaf is able to avoid it altogether again, but not exactly the most under the radar game plan. If you know the third man elimination or whatever it is, you're, potentially you're one of the people called in you just happen to not go in so not the best under the radar strategy but you know first off this you know this is his game plan and he's seemingly going to stick with it no matter what so you know, that's what we got from Masafta so far this season and for Melissa and Big T it's a very interesting season there obviously they were coming in as I think uh, far and away the two most veteran people obviously on this cast a lot of these people have only done one season each of them have done at least three, maybe even I think this is their fourth um, season altogether. So you know, they're coming in as like the established vets, but they are very much on the outs from from most people, obviously, with like a few exceptions here or there. But it's very odd to see them as kind of the quintessential like overall house target, right? Uh, you know, normally you would think this type of person would be either A, someone who is such a huge threat to win a final that the house all has to gang up on them to get them out, or B, people who are, you know, fairly weak and there's like, you know, no one wants to be risk partnering with them or on a team with them, but that's not really Melissa or Big T at all either end of the spectrum. Like, maybe that could have been Big T a little bit uh, uh, the, you know, people don't want to be quote-unquote stuck with her, but you know, she's obviously already even before this week won an elimination, so I feel like she's kind of put that to bed um, and it showed up to be a fairly decent competitor. And obviously, Melissa's a pretty good competitor as well. So it's really odd to see them so ostracized, especially because they, especially for Big T, is so well liked that you would think that would help her. But, you know, they just don't seem to be able to break into like the season 38 crew that have been running things. They're not really part of Jay's orbit. So for now, they really are just on the outs. And there's really, you know, I think they're going to really have to rely on Kylan as kind of their in or kind of the structure and other targets kind of making themselves more known. Otherwise, you know, every women's week that comes around, Big T and Melissa are going to have their names floated around a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how they're able to kind of navigate that. But, you know, Kylan is going to kind of be the the key piece. I feel like, you know, Big T's kind of got her friends a little bit with Raven um, I think maybe like Corey could be a friend of hers, but like there's not that many people that are vouching for her and Melissa over so many other people. That's the problem with Jay's orbit being like 25 deep. If you're on the outside of that, it's like <laughs> they have no other choice but to go for you. There's no one else to go after. So a little bit tough there. A little bit tough there for and for Corey himself. Uh, 
you know, Michelle was able to come to a little bit more of her senses after last week's kind of meltdown, Michelle down, whatever the, the Twitter sphere wanted to call it. Um, I feel like this would have been a little bit more satisfying for Corey if she did this before the resolution of her not going in was reached. Like, it's a lot easier to kind of own up to your mistake and, you know, apologize and, you know, say, oh, I knew I realized you didn't really know that I could be going in when you don't go in. I think when it's more up in the air, I think that would have been more of the the right time for her to apologize to Corey and recognize that he didn't do this maliciously. I don't think Ali and I either thought he was doing this maliciously. I think he just wanted to vote in this off. And, you know, TJ said, it wasn't even like this week, TJ said competitor. Last week, he specifically said more than one male. So I, I it, was, it was hard for me to believe that Corey was viewing Michelle as collateral damage um, at all, let like even in the slightest. So um, at least Michelle here owned up to it and apologized. And I think I, I would say we could put this one to bed. I highly doubt, you know, next it comes around again, Corey or Michelle are in power. I don't think either of them are using this incident as a reason to go after one another at all. Um, I think they're going to be in a pretty good place. I feel like even if Corey was still not hundred percent satisfied with like the timing and the full apology, he's not going after Michelle. Uh, Michelle's not going after Corey. So I, I think they're probably a okay going forward, but we get the daily this week. And I thought this was actually my favorite daily of the season. I thought this was very fun. We get three teams. Um, it's 19 people. So it's a little bit, Odd numbers, six, six, and seven, but for this one, really doesn't matter with the numbers. So it was a perfectly good challenge to do it when the numbers are a little, little bit wonky with nineteen. Um, bingo, bango! It's uh, you know they're playing a game of uh, bingo, right? There, TJ rolls out a ball into a giant mud pit. One person from each of the three teams races out. Whoever collects it and brings it back to their side first uh, puts it on the board. So the first person, first team to get bingo wins. Very interesting dynamic here, obviously. So TJ. You know, it was very interesting. TJ announces like the three teams is like, oh, like, you know, they're kind of all standing together. U6, U6, U7 are together. Obviously, I assume for this week, it wasn't just literally how they stood. I assume the producers had them stand in a certain position um, based off how they determine like randomly determined teams or try to mix them up to be as fair as possible or dramatic uh, as possible. But I wonder if that almost set off some alarm bells. Like, I wonder if in a normal um a uh, normal daily when there is no set teams or like whatever it might be that you can kind of just stand wherever you want. Maybe like the tall people in the back, shorter people in the front. Maybe that's how it normally goes. But I would assume this week that they were specifically told where to stand. I think that would be kind of wild if they just let them stand randomly, uh, knowing TJ was going to split them up based on those teams. So I wonder if that set off any red flags just ahead of time. Like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, our team's already set basically. But yeah, that's just. A thought that my brain had. Um, so the big the big headline coming into this daily, Olivia and Jay uh, give kind of the spiel before the daily that Operation Don't Let Mel and Big T's team win. Now, it does kind of stink, like for dramatic effects, or I don't know, maybe it almost it, it increases the, the dramatics of it that they are on the same team. Like maybe if they were on different teams, you know, then there's just like one, then one of them could potentially win or you, 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 there's a possibility that they're both wouldn't um, be safe, but you know, they're on the same team. Uh, the turquoise teams so are red and blue want to come together and make sure that the turquoise teams does not win. Olivia, Olivia and Jay are the ones that are pushing. Like we got to throw, we got to throw, we got to make sure that they don't win, but it was very interesting that they were the ones like, obviously like turquoise didn't really get many balls on their side. I think James got one and 
that might have been it. But they weren't really the ones outwardly throwing, right? The person who got caught was Norris. And that's, I mean, if you're Olivia and Jay, like this is best case scenario for you guys. Like you completed the mission you wanted to get done, right? Mel and Big T's team does not win. Um, and you don't get any of the blowback, right? I think this would have been something that if Jay got caught doing, it could have blown up a lot of the pieces he had working with him. Same thing with Olivia. Um, so the fact that it's Norris for Jay and uh, Olivia, they're able to kind of sit back and be like, oh, no, well, I guess Norris was doing shady stuff. But Norris was the one who caught, you know, that the, the wrath of Melissa. Obviously, Melissa's still in the house. Big T's still in the house. So going forward, like they're going to be focused on trying to push the votes on Norris. Now, Norris does, you know, fortunately for have a lot of pieces working for her that she should be able to avoid it. But if it ever gets back to a situation where whoever gets voted in can call someone out. Or if you know if it's a one person solo win or a paired win, a male or big T get the win, you know they're not going to be looking to throw in Jay. They're not going to be looking to throw in Olivia. They're going to look to throw in Norris because she was the one who got into the skirmish with with uh, Melissa, and she's the one that she has to focus on. So a little bit of a tough spot, a little bit of a tough spot for Norris to navigate, especially in the short term, as this is going to be very top of mind for both Mel and Big T um, going forward. So if the red team winning. Um, TJ once again brings up, all right, you got to do it right now. Don't go back to the house. And I wasn't, I don't remember where we landed on it. I think we're a little torn about if we liked it in the moment. Um, I'm, I'm 100% confident now. I definitely do like it in the moment that they have to decide because I think, you know, they're, they're already going to have the time at the back of the house to discuss as a house who the other nomination is. So I think if you gave them the extra time as well to figure out who the first nomination is, it does allow the majority to kind of put their ducks in a row. And especially in a season like this, where you can have a plan, right? Like they want to have Melissa and Big T both go in, but you don't know like what the structure of the voting is going to be for this week, right? Like it could have been, you know, this week was three teams, a group of six, but next week it could be paired. Next week it could be an uh, individual. Like you don't know what is going to be going in. So it does allow for a little bit of a chaos. If it's a shorter, a smaller group that wins, it has a little bit more uncertainty. I don't want them all going to go back to the house and like a group of 12 or 13, whatever it might be being like, all right, we can easily put the votes here for, you know, get the, to get the main vote to be on Melissa and then we get the house vote on to be on big T, no problem. At least it, it does create a little bit of confusion, a little bit of chaos, um, which, which presents as good TV. Like here, we almost had a three, three draw, almost had a three, three stalemate. Um, and I thought the, you know, the big, the big winner who really shown here that didn't really get a lot of, I would say kudos was, was Berna. I think, you know, TJ calls on, uh, Zara to for some reason she's like the captain I guess I don't know but TJ calls on her to like all right what's the vote she hems and haws and doesn't really do much and then Berna's like no screw it I'll just take say it it's gonna be Melissa that's the vote now Kylan does you know step in and shoot it down and it leads to a little bit more of a vote but I wonder if you know if it was Kylan who stepped up and just said the vote's gonna be Raven like do the does the snowball kind of get rolling in that regard or you know, we see it a lot in Survivor. The the clearly more stronger unified group is much more willing to go to rocks, you know, push the, someone to flip. So the fact that it was the voting for Ray, voting for Melissa's side with Berna being the first one to do it, and then quickly on board were um, obviously Emmanuel uh, and Colleen to get the three votes. It's like, you know, 
why why like for Horacio and for like they're not going to die on their sword for Melissa here like they're going to save themselves especially for Zara like for Horacio maybe he could have done a little bit more because this is seemingly a girl's day but for Zara like she's not going to sacrifice her game to save uh, Melissa even as much as she may like Melissa or whatever she's not going to do that so it doesn't make any sense for her to die on the sword once the three votes are already out there you know be the fourth like if there was already three votes on Raven I don't know maybe Colleen doesn't want to die on the sword um for from for a raven there either and she flips and and or for yeah for her raven and you know maybe raven ends up going in so kudos for Berna there and kudos to the reese um pushing the for horacio to make sure she, he he uh voted in line as well so good good week for for both for narisa there uh, and definitely a good week for Berna uh, as well she's definitely seems to be at least assimilating a little bit more back to the house she was kind of in the big team melissa spot um Episode one, episode two, she was the Tessa's house target. She's now, you know, obviously she won this week, but there was no talk really of her being the vote anyway. So, you know, for whatever social change Berna's tried to do, it seems like it's been success. It's been a success. So, you know, gives give some uh, props to Berna here for kind of assimilating back, back into the house. Um, so good job there. All right, let me, before I pass out, I'm just going to take a quick sip of water. Give me one second. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I don't know how Taron does this by himself. This is crazy. I, did, I know we did this one, I think one time, maybe a second time. It's exhausting to talk <laughs> just by yourself straight. I don't know how people do this. I don't know. Teachers do it. Maybe that's why they call on kids in class because it's like, I need to just like take a breath. I don't want to keep lecturing. Like I need to like let some other eight-year-old talk or something. I need a break. Like, I think that's probably why they call on people to be perfectly honest. I don't know. Teachers can correct me, but talking just straight is a lot. Okay. All right. So we get Melissa going in. Um, not a great omen for her. Obviously, her and Big T try to start figuring out a new plan of attack. Dead bird right outside the window. Not great. I feel like if you're looking for omens that maybe things are going to go your way when there's a dead animal outside your window, I think you might start looking to prepare yourself for elimination. So Melissa tries her best on the night out. Um, you know, she sits down with um, with Nareth, I thought the conversation was going to go very differently. I thought they were going to like try to like put their swords down and be like, "Oh, look, we're just we're two strong women. We both really want this. So why should we be pitted against each other? Let's try to work together." No, uh, did not go that way. They called uh, Melissa called her called Nareth a snake. Um, Nareth was ready talking about her uh, anger, anger management. She had to control herself. So the Melissa and Nareth feud is definitely uh, cranking up. Uh, definitely did not simmer down. Uh, so I think that's going to be the uh, the prevailing sentiment going forward is these two kind of going head to head. And it'll be interesting to see where it puts, you know, Horacio and Kylan. I think, you know, in, in Jay's orbit, I think they're kind of both there. But with Narice and Melissa kind of going head to head, you know, the later on, the season 38 girls kind of talk about that with Kylan. It's like, where does 
he stand. Obviously, he's going to side with Melissa. Push comes to shove. Now, he is just one vote, and there's still so many people in the House, so one vote doesn't necessarily swing things, but if that one vote was part of a pair and Kylan's in power, he's certainly not going to vote in Melissa. Um, so it certainly opens up the target for someone like Raven, um, someone like Berna again, or Colleen, or whoever Kylan, Kylan might not have as close of a relationship with. So that'll be very interesting to see how um, you know Kylan and Horacio continue to navigate with you know, Norris and um, Norris and uh, Melissa kind of uh, really going head to head. So that'll be a big, big point of contention. And really, it's, it's kind of the, you know, they had this thought about Kylan where he stands, but it's really all the season 38 girls. It's kind of wild. Again, you know, there's something that we talk about each week, but for all of them, they all have someone that they're hooking up with or at least hanging out with that is on like the outside of their kind of spectrum, right? Like with, I know Michelle talks about with Kylan that like he's on a need to know basis with her, but you know, there's a big difference between need-to-know basis with information and need-to-know basis when Jay wants to vote him in next week. And I think that's probably where we're headed. And I think it's a lot easier for Michelle to talk about, oh, like, Kylan needs to, like, make sure he knows he's in line to vote with us, even though he's close with Melissa. You know, let's see what Michelle's game plan is when Jay's pushing on the guys' day probably next week. That the vote needs to be on Kylan. I think that'll be very interesting. It'll be I would imagine some of the other season 38 girls will fall in line. I think a lot of them did that as well when it was going to be James for going against Mariah. You know, let's see. It'll be very, very interesting, the Michelle and Jay dynamic when Jay's coming for Callum. I think, you know, I think if you ask Michelle today, uh, she seemingly would have no problem making Callum the vote. But in the moment in Croatia in this season, I think that could be a point of contention for, you know, this U.S. alliance. Um, when it comes to a head, I would guess probably next week, as soon as next week, unless Colum is is in power, or maybe someone like James is in power, or someone that maybe would look to protect uh, protect him. But if it's another large team, or if Jay's is in particular is in power, I think the Jay versus uh, Michelle dynamic is going to be a very very fun one to see how that plays out. Uh, it was it was nice to see. I mean, it was very heartwarming how much Melissa was really pushing to keep Big T out of elimination. There really wasn't much she can gain. I mean, Michelle gave her, I mean, in confessional, I guess. I mean, you got to take those a little bit more to heart than anything you say in the house. But Michelle seemingly was open, open to it, but there was no real alternative. I mean, she was pushing Raven. There wasn't really much there. Raven almost, I thought, was going to like get herself in trouble when, I mean, it was pushed to her that Big T was going to be the vote. And she's saying, I think, to Mariah, like, no, don't do that. Like, I understand if Raven, I mean, Big T wanted to save her. It's fine that Raven wants to save Big T, but maybe just keep that to yourself or keep that to your actual allies. Like, don't be so openly like, no, we're not going to do Big T here. I don't want to be her. Let it be the other person when the other person was you. Like, that's very, very risky for Raven to be like, no, I don't want to be Big T. Let's go down the list. The next person on the list, let it not be her. And then the next person is going to be you. So, Raven is definitely putting herself in a dangerous spot. I like that she's messy. I like that she's sloppy. It creates good TV, but for her own longevity in the game, it's very, very risky to see how she kind of plays this out. But yeah, again, I think that's going to come to a head kind of sooner rather than later. But um, we get to the nomination. Uh, everyone kind of gives their pitch. Not much there to be discussed. I mean, no one really fell on their face as bad as like a Chauncey or a Jessica. 
or, or anything like that. Everyone's like, oh, Big T's loyal. Raven, I'm loyal, but I'm also a good competitor. Um, it was very funny. Everyone's talking about how much they love both of them. This is so painful. Yada, yada, yada. And James is like, this is bull crap. Everyone's going to vote for Big T. Yada, yada, yada. It's true. Like, you could love someone that much, but if you love someone that much and you're still voting for them, how much do you really love them? Especially when there's still, like, you know, what, 10 girls in the house you can, or I guess just kind of the winners, you know, seven other girls in the house you can choose from. You don't love them that much because you're still very open to sabotaging the daily, coming up with a full conspiracy and you know, deliberately voting them unanimously to go in. That's love. I don't know. Doesn't seem like great love to me. Um, so Big T and Melissa going into elimination. It was a little frustrating. They kept talking about how they we don't it sucks that they have to go in against each other. They're gonna be facing each other. It's like, well, I mean, I guess symbolically they're facing each other, but they're actually not facing each other, like they're gonna be facing a champion. So that was a little like annoying. They kept talking about how, like, oh, we're gonna put the pit them against each other. It sucks we're pitting two friends against each other. Only one of them's going in. I mean, I guess we don't know what the third um, you know, draw poll, uh draw poll is. So we'll see. But for all they know, it's only gonna be one of them. So but we get to elimination. As I talked about, Jordan was the first male to come out. Um, we don't know who the other women are on the docket. Maybe they just wanted to put have the first two, Jordan and Kaz, obviously with the challenge world world champs. Um, so have them both come out. I mean, I, I understand their logic of wanting to have Kaz here. She was champion of one of the most recent seasons. There's obviously a big international UK presence here for this season. Um, so I get wanting to create that. I don't know if I think having her to be the first woman to come out. I feel like this would have been a great spot for Kara. I don't know if they're saving her for last, but I mean, they use Jordan right up the jump. I assume CT will probably be the last male to come out, so maybe it'll be the same for Kara, but I just feel like Kara would have been a great, like, oh man, boom, bring her out, like really, really show it to them. That would have kind of been a buzzkill to have Kara come all the way out, and this would be the elimination she would do. Like, that would have been a bit of a bummer, but for the for the dramatics of it, it was a little bit of a lackluster thing to have Kaz be the one trotting out. I love Kaz, but obviously not as uh, you know a renowned champ as someone like Jordan was last week, or if it was Kara or Laurel, or um, you know, if I don't know if Tori's coming out down the road. But you know, we get Kaz. Um, rough showing for, for Kaz. I mean, so the elimination here is what load is called loaded barrel. Um, she pulls the pole out. It's going to be Big T. Melissa's off the hook. Um, so in this elimination, they're in two barrels. They have to roll around. They have to collect five bags of puzzle pieces, bring them back to their spot, and then solve uh, a classic Tangram puzzle. Kaz gets a little bit roasted here. Um, by a little bit, I mean kind of a lot of it. Kylan and Narice both talking about I, I think Kylan said like just seemed like that much of a champ to me. Narice is talking about how why she's so flustered. Like, get it together. You're a champ. Not the best look, but then they, I mean, they, everyone's talking about Big T as a great strategy. And I'm, look, this might have been an editing trick, but it seemed like they got to the puzzle at almost the same time. Like maybe Big T had a minute head start or, or two minutes at the most. I don't know. It seemed like they got there pretty close. And if the whole talk was like, oh my God, Kaz is stinking. And she's like neck and neck with Big T. It's, it's almost like an indirect insult to Big T. Um, if you kind of think about like with that logic, but like the way they were talking about it, I thought, Big T was going to finish the puzzle and Kaz was going to be stuck in the barrel. I don't think she would even get that out of it, but she got, she got to the puzzle. She was, you know, a little, a little bit slower, a few pieces behind big T good for her Two two elimination wins knocks out for, you know, as much as I might not be and other people not be as impressed 
uh, with Kaz, like she is two seasons, two champs. So she's not going to slouch out, but and for Big T, there's now another good showing. Obviously, the other interesting part was seeing who was rooting for Kaz because obviously the Kaz winning, it, it does a knock out a player. And if your whole target was to knock out Melissa and Big T, you kind of want that. But it also obviously takes out $10,000 from your pot. And that's where I think going back to like even the daily and even some other things here with the elimination, I do wish there was an extra element of like your individual prize spot. I think it would be cool if, you know, if the 10 K that Kaz could win, like maybe if you win elimination, you will get 10 K to your personal prize spot, not like the house, not, not anything, but like, there's just, I need there to be more stakes on the line. And I even think going back to that daily, I think it would be fun if you win a daily, you get 10,000 to your personal prize spot, not even the house or not even like the total, total house prize spot. But for the, it would be an interesting dynamic if like you're trying to figure out who should win, who should throw, and you know, you're playing for an extra 10K per person. I think that would be a lot of fun to have that included, especially here in the elimination as well. So again, it's, it's a little bit of a buzzkill that here nothing. At the end of the day, nothing happens. Like the prize pot doesn't change. The total people in the house doesn't change. You know, Big T and Melissa are still on the outs. There's no resolution there. Obviously, if you're looking ahead, um, Colum is probably the biggest loser of the week. Because I think uh, Jay is going to be looking to rally troops to get him. Um, I think Norris is a little bit of a loser this week just because obviously with Melissa and Big T both staying in the house, they're going to be coming full, full throttle at her. So it sucks that there's no like resolution to any of these things with no one going out. The prize pool doesn't change personal. There's no personal accounts to change. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what their plan is. If come at the end of chaos, we only lose three, four people. There has to be some level of a purge at some point you would think to really chop down some of these numbers before we get to the conquest phase. Um, and maybe a conquest it's like triple eliminations or quadruple eliminations every week. I don't know, but you know, that's episode six. Again, I, th- I did think it was a fun episode. I did like the daily elimination was okay. The social politics I thought were interesting. It just, it just is a buzzkill that there's no resolution to them, right? I think if we lost Big T or Melissa, as much as I like both of them, it does feel like this was the story was heading towards losing one of them, and then like whichever one stays is on like Operation Revenge Tour to get out Nerese and all the other people, and it just sucks that we're just kind of kicking the can down the road for that. But you know, that's episode six. Um, at least I let me just quadruple check again that this recording is happening. I'm not like on mute a minute, so this is gonna lo- this is gonna be live. So that's great. This is gonna hit your feet. Thank goodness. Um, the only other thing saw the news uh, about bananas. So we, there was a report that him and Lindsay Hubbard, Lindsay obviously from her claim time on Summer House, went on a date together. I think on the day that she was supposed to get married to Carl, I think it was the report. Now it is kind of amazing for bananas that he like, he's obviously already transfixed the world of the challenge, but it does feel like he's, sh- I know he's on house of villains right now, but I'm waiting for him to pop up on one of these non-competitive reality shows like a summer house and just see him exist in a world that's not competition based. I think that would be very fascinating to see him, you know, in out in the Hamptons with Kyle and Carl and Lindsay and like Danielle and that what happens there. Like it does feel like that's the next phase for him is being on one of these shows. That's not line structure, competition, voting people out, winning, just seeing him live. I personally would like to see it. I think somewhere else would be kind of fun if he 
um, showed up. Obviously, there's a long time between now and next summer for when they would film, but you never know. You never know what might happen down the road or if Lindsay wants to pop on a season whatever of uh, Battle of the X's 3, if they do that, that'll be a lot of fun. Lindsay Hubbard getting activated in the house would be super good. I think she'd actually be very good at these uh, challenges. She's a big, big fitness buff. I think she'd be very good at this. I think she'd bring off. Obviously, she's an interesting character. I think she'd be, <laughs> bring a lot of fun there. So if either of those cross paths, if Lindsay wants to come here, Bananas wants to go there, I'd be here for both of them. But, you know, we'll see down the road. All right. I'm going to make sure I end this before it breaks and I have to do this a third time. But this is it. Episode six. You can subscribe. Robboswebsite.com slash challenge feed. I was on with Rob last week. I think it's kind of outdated at this point, but I was on with Rob last week for the Survivor patron Q&A. We had a fun chat um, about the last episode of Survivor, not this one, the one before it. You can check that out. I went to detail about my conversation with Jeff Propes at the uh, live early screening. You can get the backstory there. And you can follow me on Twitter, Cohen Bryan underscore, also on TikTok. You can follow Ali at Lash Tweets. Lash Tweets. Uh, check out New Girl, Old Guy. Check out all of that. We will be back next week for episode seven. Until then, have a good one.